Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Learn English with Teachify. Um, Will, you look a little bit different today.、Uh, what's going on? Well, I have decided to put on a burgundy top, okay, to represent England after <laughs> the Rugby World Cup, which we lost in a few weeks ago. But that's no problem.、Uh, wow. Yeah. And, apart from and anything else?、Um, just for those of you who are listening to us and not watching us on YouTube,、uh, be sure to check out YouTube if you want to watch the full episode and the full podcast. And that way, you'll be able to see how strange Will looks. So I'll just describe him.、Uh, he's wearing, as,、uh, as he said, a burgundy top. It's kind of like a polo shirt with long sleeves, it has a red rose on it. But、uh, then, for those of you who already know what Will looks like,、uh, you know that he has no facial hair at all.、Uh, he never grew it. But today he has a mustache. So,、uh, Will, I mustache you a question. Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Lewis. Oh, oh, oh. oh no, I, don't, I shouldn't do that. <laughs>、um, why, why do you have a mustache? What's going on? Basically,、uh, Lewis.、Um... <laughs> Firstly, how did you grow it so, so such a short、yeah. amount of time? Minutes. It's a bit fishy.、Okay. There's something fishy about this. Well, as you know, I am obsessed with ChatGPT. And I simply said, How do I grow a mustache in three minutes? It gave me the response. And、uh, it was basically to push really hard from your lip. And voila. <laughs> <laughs> and this it, it was. It just popped out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I, can, I can do it with the rest of my face, but at the moment, I'll just leave it. Maybe you will notice. I'll see if you can notice throughout the podcast. Okay, perfect.、Uh, and anyway, Mickey, how are you? Thank you. I was waiting for you to, to ask me because I was getting、Took、bored forever, of this、right? little Will with waffling on as per usual with his moustache.、Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in England still. The weather's nice. I'm feeling good. I had a run this morning, just a short one. Uh, but it was very fresh, a little bit nippy and chilly outside. But I quite like running in the cold. It's,、uh, it's quite refreshing. So,、uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. How about you, Lewis? You always do the introductions and you never actually say how you're feeling. So, how are you?、Yeah. Actually,、Sorry. let's talk about feelings. We did yeah, that yeah. last week.、Uh, let's <laughs> not speak about feelings. That's done、um, for one、yeah. year. <laughs>、um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, yeah, I- I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. I cannot complain. And I'm looking forward to the weekend、uh, because、um, we are speaking on、uh, Wednesday, the 6th of December in Spain. It's actually a public holiday, but public holidays don't count for us. It doesn't count for the podcast. No, no, no.、Um, so we are still working, but of course, having a great time, having a little chat. Um, but I'm looking forward to the weekend.、Uh, Will, why do you think I'm looking forward to the weekend? Well, I assume it's because you are heading to Madrid. You are coming to Madrid. I use coming because I am in Madrid. Uh, so uh, I believe you're very excited for a very special moment of the year with the Teacher Five family. Exactly. You nailed it. You hit the nail on the head. I'm looking forward to going to Madrid, to traveling to Madrid. Remember that with look forward to, if you use a verb, it always goes with ing. 
And uh, this weekend, it is uh, the Teachify end of year uh, celebration. So uh, uh, in December, we always meet up and get together and have a great time, uh, try to do some team building. And then we go out for a lovely meal. And uh, then, you know, what we happens after the meal? We get stupidly drunk. <laughs> we get really drunk. Exactly. <laughs> Shit-faced. If you want some new vocabulary, shit-faced. Shit we get shit-faced. <laughs> so if well, anybody's in Madrid and you see a group of like 18 English teachers drunk, it's probably us. Just ignore them. Just walk past them. <laughs> and Maybe wave and say hello. Yeah. I mean, we could give you a little hug. Why not? Uh, yeah. But that's the plan for the weekend. But uh, today in the podcast, let's stay serious because we're going to speak about a business related topic and it's all about presentations. So um, let's kick off. Let's get started with some conversation questions. Um, Mickey, would you say that you have good presentation skills? Do you know what? I like to think that I do, but I think in reality, not so much. And I've also been told by quite a few people that I blink a lot when I'm giving presentations, which is something, which is something I wasn't aware of before. So now I'm very conscious of it when I'm giving presentations. And then I kind of get a little bit flustered, like uh, I get lost for words because uh, I'm focusing so much on not blinking so much that then my eyes stay open and then I'm just staring and then it gets a little bit weird. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's panic station. It sounds a little bit weird. I'm imagining you presenting something really, really important and just constantly yeah, blinking like a madman. Yeah, it, it was actually uh, our business partner in France, Marie. She's the one who pulled me up on it. Oh, pulled me up on it. She informed me that uh, that something wasn't right. So she pulled me up on it. She indicated or how would you say that in English? She... I, I would say that maybe you're doing something below a level. And then someone pulls you up to be an adequate level again. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good description. I like that. Very good. Yeah. So she pulled me up on it and was like, do you know that you uh, you blink quite a lot when you're giving a presentation? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> no. What, me? <laughs> Actually, she told me I use my hands too much as well. <laughs> I mean, you do use your hands quite a lot. Yeah, well, you know, not today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but this is something that's very important when it comes to giving a presentation, right? Uh, using gestures, using body language, uh, in addition to blinking uncontrollably. Uh, Mickey, do you make a conscious effort to use your hands and use gestures and keep eye contact? Yeah, this comes quite naturally for me. I feel like I've always used, uh, I'm quite an expressive person, like physically. So with gestures and eye contact and movement uh and even like pulling strange faces when i'm talking to express exactly what i'm thinking while i'm speaking so yeah i feel yeah that's something i'm quite good at but maybe i need to stop blinking so much blinking <laughs> i'm going uh, like this now for the rest of the pod <laughs> and um will how about you uh would you say that you have good presentation skills and uh tell us about a presentation that you have had to do recently Oh, recently! Damn it! Why? Why? I mean, recently is really relative. So oh, uh, it okay. could be in the in the last year, two years. Let's years. let's go with in the last six years because uh, I remember can we, one. Can we highlight one that you've actually done, not that ChatGPT has done? It's actually you. Oh, 
Oh, oh. but I am ChatGPT. <laughs> I am ChatGPT. I am ChatGPT. The um, no, I remember I was giving. Um, we had an account with a client, and the client was a bank, and the bank offered a service which was like a, like a kind of like a class or more a guidance uh, day of training uh, to the people who are unemployed members of the bank. Does that make sense? So, members of for example, imagine you have a bank account with Santander and you lose your job. I hate you, Santander. Sorry, carry on. I am, okay, aggressive. And uh, imagine you lose your job. Santander then offer a training day or to give you, I don't know, uh, like advice on how to get a job to start depositing money back into the account. Okay. This wasn't Santander, but anyway. So I had to give the English part of the presentation explaining why you uh, it would be beneficial to learn English. And I remember it was quite scary because they had an like an auditorium in the bank and I had to give the presentation. And I was told about five minutes before doing the presentation, ah, Will, can you give a presentation to our um, people here? Because uh, we need to just basically tell them to, the benefits of learning English. And I was like, um, I guess, but uh, maybe needed to press, you know, pre prepare something. Uh, and no, I didn't. I uh, I went up. I can't remember. A lot of people. Uh, well, a lot. 50, 60 people. Oh, that's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, without any preparation, I just basically told a, a, like a funny story from when I started learning Spanish and kind of explained the benefits of learning English. And I feel it went well. They were laughing. Did uh, you do it in English or in Spanish? Or Spanglish. I, did it? No, I, I did it in Spanish because, uh, yeah, I did it in Spanish because I didn't know the level of English. So, uh, yes, uh, in Spanish. Yeah. And, uh, and how was your Spanish at the time of doing that? Because I assume it was quite a few years ago now, Will. No, I mean, it was, first of all, my Spanish has always been amazing. I completed <laughs> Since the day you were born. I, I, w I was born Spanish. It was crazy. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, no my my Spanish was uh, my Spanish was good, pr probably better than it is now. Uh, but um, yeah, oh yeah, oh wrong. oh yeah, because because you were speaking a lot of Spanish at that time. I was speaking a lot of Spanish at that time, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a <laughs> it's a good presentation. <laughs> what was the question? Um, yeah. It sounds like you winged it, by the way. And uh, to wing something is to do something without preparation, to improvise. So it sounds like you were underprepared and uh, you had to do a presentation and you winged it. Absolutely. I did. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it feels like we're getting a little bit sidetracked. We're getting a little bit distracted. So um, another thing, let's brainstorm. Uh, when giving a presentation, what common mistakes do people tend to make? I could say that one mistake that they make is that they don't use their voice. They don't change the uh, the volume, the pitch, uh, the kind of fluency of the way that they speak. Uh, so I think it's really important to uh, use your voice properly, to highlight certain words, 
and uh, that way it doesn't get as boring as it might be if you're speaking really monotonously. If you're like, yeah. hello, today I'm going to give a presentation about uh, artificial intelligence and I really like it. So one thing that you need to do is always use your voice. Change the tone, the pitch, everything. What else? Yeah, I think, do you know what, I've, so I've, been, I've given a few presentations and I've also uh, assisted, participated, attended. Oh, there we go. That was the word I was looking for. I've also attended a lot of uh, presentations and something I've noticed, this has been not just in Spain, but also in England uh, and, other, and a few other countries. And what I've noticed is, firstly, American people, and I know you're going to hate to hear this, but they are so good at giving presentations. It's next level. Uh, I actually went to one in Sevilla in um, uh, San Telmo, I think it was. And it was kind of a mixture of like uh, presenters that were English and Spanish, from different universities. And there was a guy there who was like, I was blown away. Like he was so engaging. I was just sitting there and I was like hanging on every word <laughs> that he was saying. And something I noticed as well uh, was the presentations themselves is in Spanish. It, it seems to be quite wordy seems to be a lot of text on their presentations and a lot of times they just seem to be reading the text off the big screen behind whereas what i've noticed with other countries with their presentations is they have very few words on their presentations they have an image which will be like a cue as a reminder about what they want to say and they are the stars of the presentation not the actual presentation which is being projected behind um, so that is usually just a highlight key information. So I think this is quite important uh, when creating a presentation is to, similar to what you said, Lewis, actually, is to use your voice, but you be the star of the presentation and engage the people listening and use the images just to kind of reinforce uh, your points, which I think is essential nowadays, especially with uh, people's lack of ability to concentrate for more than 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Good, good, good. Um, Will, anything you'd like to add to this? And uh, Will is currently on mute. Oh, no. Oh, no. So that, that was really good. So one thing to remember if you're giving an online presentation is to make sure that um, your camera is turned on and, of course, your microphone is turned on as well because it happens to everyone, of course. Uh, sorry, what were you saying, Will? I apologise. Uh, no, I, I was saying I have a personal gripe something that annoys me specifically uh, and I don't know why it annoys me but I have noticed listening to as you say Mickey Spanish presentations and people doing presentations in Spanish uh, or preparing them from Spanish to English they always ask a question and answer their own question you know this have you realized oh, yeah i, I think okay. you mentioned it before as well and you're like oh, so uh, why is it important to use renewable energy it's important because <laughs> and Do i you know why you're here well i'm going to tell you why you're here. <laughs> so and I, I have to say that someone very close to me does exactly the same thing when she's asking or explaining something so i always interject she's she will say, no, so I'm going to go to this shop. Why am I going to go to the shop? Because I'm going to go to the shop. And I always say, whoa, 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 let me guess. You're going to go. Because it, it makes no sense to me to ask a question and then you answer the question. I Just directly uh, tell them. I feel, like <laughs> like, I feel like this is a conversation we should have over a beer, Will, because it's <laughs> clearly your girlfriend you're talking about. <laughs> 
We've been speaking about a few girlfriends of yours so far, Will. Oh, no. But um, this is one thing that um, we are actively encouraged to do, or at least that uh, I remember learning about presenting skills. Um, People or books would tell you that it's a good idea to begin with perhaps a rhetorical question, because the idea would be that then it would uh, make the audience think and it's like, ah, I wonder. But I guess maybe people are overdoing it. They're overusing these rhetorical questions and then it becomes redundant. Yeah, I guess so. I think with uh, presentations, I think just to... Oh, sorry, Will, you look like you're really eager to say something there. No, I, I, I agree with Lewis. I just wanted to say it's it's good if you ask a question and let people think about it. You say, for example, uh, what are you looking for? What is it? What do you want? And you then you give the audience a chance to think. But if you just say, what are you looking for? You're looking for the shop. Or something, oh, and the audience is like, well, I, okay. Well, I, I'm not okay. looking right. for the yeah. shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. He, he was. He knows me better than I know myself. And anyway. that's also the importance of uh, pausing. Uh, so I mentioned using your voice, but also um, we need to be careful not to speak too quickly because if we do that, then it sounds like the person wants to finish the presentation as quickly as possible and get it over and done with. Um, so I think it's a lot better to speak more slowly than very fast when giving a presentation, because that way uh, it's not very engaging. Uh, you don't really uh, attract the attention of the viewers or the audience. So remember to pause. And in particular, if you're asking a rhetorical question, let people think of the answer before you give it to them. Mm. I also think I was just thinking now, because since we've started recording these videos, I know they're not presentations, you know, we're just having an informal chat and hoping that people learn a little bit of English along the way. But when I watch the videos back, some of the edits, something I've realized that I do is I fill the silence with sounds and you uh, and like I would say a few words uh, and then I would continue. So now I'm conscious of this because I've seen it and I'm like, OK, well, I need to stop that because it's useless, useless sounds that I'm doing just to fill the silence for some reason. So it's also another tip I would say would be to actually record yourself, whether it's video format or audio format and listen back to it, because I think you will find there will be two or three things that you'll be like, okay, this I can definitely improve on. Uh, maybe I can say action a little bit slower because it's a bit more important. Or as Lewis said again earlier, a bit more emphasis because you want to drive home the idea of what you're speaking about. So recording yourself, I think, is a is a great way to, to improve. Fantastic. And uh, on that note, you mentioned the difference between uh, in-person presentations and online presentations. You know that sometimes I struggle with uh, getting a little bit nervous if I'm speaking in front of a lot of people and maybe I get a little bit hot and sweaty. Um, so uh, if people get nervous before a presentation, uh, do we have any advice for these people? And uh, also, do you think in this case, it's easier to give a presentation online or in person? Throwing it out there. 
I'm going to go because Will looks like he's still thinking about his girlfriend's problems that he's got at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but what are my problems at the moment? I'll tell you what my problems are. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. I think, uh, so, so I've been quite lucky. I say lucky because I actually, I think if you're giving presentations, it's because you've worked yourself into a position of kind of, um, not authority, but kind of, you know, you're progressing with your professional career because you're the one giving the presentation. So I've done in-person and online. And I personally much prefer in-person presentations because I feel like I'm a bit better at reading the room when I'm present with people. Whereas online, I find it very difficult um, when you're not just thinking about the presentation, but you're thinking about, are they able to see it, flicking the slides, doing this, making sure they're engaged. You can't really see their faces. Or sometimes when you're on Zoom, you can only see you know, uh, three or four of the faces, but you can't see the rest. So you're thinking, okay, well, I can see these. Are they listening? Are the other ones? So I personally think uh, in-person is much better. And I think nerves, I think you always need five minutes or I used to always need a couple of minutes at least before the meeting started just to be on my own um, and just to kind of think and, and kind of vision the meeting and how it would go, like visualize the slides, what I wanted to talk about, potential feedback that I was going to receive throughout the meeting and particularly if there was open questions where it was more of a collaborative meeting is thinking about okay well what are the possible um, pieces of information that people are going to share how will I deal with those so I think it's quite a good idea to run through that in your mind a few times before and that way you, you limit the chance of surprises obviously there's always going to be some surprises but at least you can be a little bit more prepared this way that would be my piece of advice uh, uh, Mickey, why didn't you say that would be my advice? Is it possible to say that would be my advice? That would be my advice. Yes, you can say my advice. Exactly. But why do I say peace? Uh, because in this case, a lot of people say I have an advice for you. And this no, is no. incorrect because advice is always uncountable. Though so we can say that I have some advice for you, or if we want to specify, that it is just one, then we would add a piece of. So I have a piece of advice for you. A synonym is tip. I have a tip for you. That is my advice. Very good. Like, yeah, this is quite common with students actually because they say advice is quite a lot as well. So if you wanted to say more than one advice, like Lewis said, you could say some advice or you could even say there's two pieces of advice for you. Uh, yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, nice tip. I like it. Sorry, Will. Go on. Have you? Uh, are you okay now? Do you? Are you okay to rejoin the, the conversation? Uh, why am I okay to join the conversation? I'm okay to join the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something uh, I I agree with Mickey in person is, in my opinion, uh, uh, not necessarily. Uh, yeah. Not necessarily easier, but better. Uh, I'm better at it um, because, uh, like you say, online you cannot see everyone. It's more difficult to capture their attention. Um, and that's, yeah, I agree. But something I wanted to add, uh, you think about, ooh, I, I say air a lot. I've just realized. I know, you're turning into a Spaniard. You are becoming Spanish. Okay. Air oh, instead of uh Okay. Okay, let's just, let's regroup, okay? But let's no, go on, go on, sorry. So at the end of presentations, a lot of people worry about questions. 
especially if the presentation is in another language. Mm. So because questions, you have to understand the person. And generally, they are native English speakers and the person giving the presentation is not. So I always have a piece of advice uh, or some advice or a tip, uh, which is if you don't understand the question, kind of reaffirm that instead of saying, can you repeat that? Ask them, did you ask me blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then they yes, will... you did. So I'm going to tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they will generally rephrase this. And I noticed this was this happened just in conversation. You say, oh, where are you from? They say, I'm from Madrid. I say, oh, whereabouts? And they say, what? I say, whereabouts? They're like, can you repeat? Yes. Whereabouts? But they didn't know the word whereabouts. So you're just repeating something that they have no idea. So it's much better to say, are you asking me more specifically where I'm from? Yes. And then, you know, and you have clear the question. I like it. I've got a question for you, too, actually. Uh, and it's just because I was watching a video this morning and I noticed that the person speaking did this. If you are doing a presentation in English, and it's not your native language, do you feel it's necessary to apologize for your English level if you feel like it's not up to scratch, if your English level is not quite good enough to be given a presentation? Or do you just acknowledge that everybody's going to assume that and you just start the presentation? Um, I would say like a lot of people do this and um, a lot of people ask me as well if they're preparing for a presentation. It's like, oh, should I apologize for my English? Blah, 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 blah. And uh, usually I'll encourage them and say, like, your English is perfect. And think about the amount of other people who will have done the same thing. And they're not going to apologize for their English. There's no reason to. Uh, think about the audience. If they are native English speakers, it's more than likely that they don't speak any other language. So you can already kind of feel like, OK, I'm making an effort in uh, another language that isn't my mother tongue. So that's already quite a big step. Um, so... What I would say is that uh, feel free to make a little joke about your English or about learning English. And then that can be a good way to break the ice and also to get them to laugh a little bit. So then you feel more comfortable and uh, more confident as a result. So what I would personally do is uh, use that to your advantage. Make a little bit of a funny comment or a little joke related to the fact that you are not a native English speaker. Um, and then from there, you go straight into the presentation. But don't apologize. Don't say, I'm sorry for my English. But you could reword it and reframe it by saying, like, um, I don't know, off the top of my head, but say, ah, oh, this is my first uh, presentation in English. So I hope I don't make too many mistakes. But anyway, blah, 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 blah. Trying to think of a better joke, but off the top of my head, it's not coming to me. But don't apologize. You make a joke out of it. Break the ice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Uh, Will, what would you say? Would you apologize? Well, because I do a few, I recently as well for clients do presentations of what they're going to learn at the beginning of the course. I always do this in Spanish. And I, I don't apologize for my Spanish, but sometimes I will find myself, I make a mistake and I recognize I make a mistake. 
but it's a personality thing. I make a joke and say, oh, hold on. Uh, that was feminine masculine. This language is way too difficult. Okay. Uh, so this is also a lesson that it doesn't matter if you make a mistake in a presentation, but it's yeah. more of an instructive point rather than just a presentation. So very good. Perfect. So on that note, before we call it a day, let's just go over a couple of things that we said right at the beginning of the presentation. Uh, I took a note. I wrote them down in the chat to, to make sure that it didn't slip my mind, to make sure that I didn't forget it. Um, but one thing that I said was that, hmm, that sounds a little bit fishy. It sounds a little bit fishy. I was like, huh? What? So if something is fishy or it sounds fishy, it looks fishy, it seems fishy, it means that it's a bit uh, suspicious. It's a little bit weird. If you think something strange is going on, something suspicious is going on, you can say that it is fishy. Easy, Lewis. Like it. I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback Will's really useless word that he likes to use <laughs> off of that. Uh, I mentioned one because I said at the start that I was back in the UK and that I went for a run. And I said that it was a little bit nippy outside. So nippy means cold, uh, a little bit chilly. Uh, so that's a nice word to use, especially nowadays because we're going into the cold season. So you can use that word quite often in English. Uh, Will, what have you got with your moustache and how has it just reappeared again? This is amazing. <laughs> I told you I could I just grow it. <laughs> push it out. <laughs> push, yeah, it's really easy. Um, I guess the, the word that sticks out that I used was uh, a gripe. When you have when something annoys you, uh, you have a gripe, and it's often uh, prefaced with a personal gripe. Uh, it's something that annoys you, uh, but kind of specific to you. So uh, I'm sure we all have gripes with specific things. Uh, mine is personally, uh, what is mine? Mine is when someone has the question and then answers it directly afterwards. <laughs> Very good. Okay, so uh, what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to finish the podcast. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for watching or listening. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, Learn English with Teachy File on YouTube. Uh, hit the like button and uh, ask us any questions that you might have in the comments. And uh, we'll be back next week uh, after our ventures in Madrid. Uh, so oh, that's going to be sure our topic next week. We're going to talk about what happened. Or maybe not. It depends what happens. We will decide next week. <laughs> to be continued. So uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. And don't forget to teachify your life. Cheers, Bye -bye. guys. Bye, guys. Bye.